All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. This is episode number, <laughs> not really sure. I, I don't know what day it is. I think we're in a time warp right now. Um, what, what day is it, Renee? Uh, I think it's Sunday, which is weird because we don't usually record on Sundays. So I'm really confused. <laughs> yeah. And I don't normally record from my childhood bedroom. So this is a change of pace. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah. Your new quarantine spot. Yeah. So I'm in nature. I escaped New York City because that is one of the epicenters right now. And not a fun place to be right now. And also I'm just trying to be socially responsible and remove myself from that equation. So I'm, I'm hiding out with mom and dad in Maryland. 
and you're still in Vegas with your kitties. Yeah, but I'm jealous. I feel like you're in the best spot. You basically have a biohacking house with lots of nature and ability to get outside, good food. Yeah. Yes. I'm very grateful. I know people are in not as great locations as I am. Um, I miss the city though. It's very strange to not be able to walk out and interact with other humans, but we're all going through that right now. So um, we just want to check in with everybody because we're all in this together and Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy if you think about it, like everyone in the world is experiencing this at the same time. It makes the world feel smaller in a way. It does. And makes us feel more connected in a time when we are pretty distant physically. It's so interesting. Um, In some ways I feel more connected to people just by turning on social media and seeing all the live videos. It's crazy. I've never... I've never seen that before. Usually Instagram, I get like one pop-up that says this person is live right now. I have to scroll so far to the right to find just like normal (laughs) stories. It's crazy. Yeah. I noticed that too. It's so weird. It's kind of fun. It's really awesome that everyone's just like showing up and being present in that way. But, uh, I guess it also is a little scary because there's so much screen time happening right now. I don't know if you've checked out your screen time. Do you know how you can check that on your phone? Yeah. So I'm actually down this week from last week. So that's a good sign, but I'm still on my phone way too much. Yeah. That's probably normal, right? I feel like last week we were still in uh, panic mode, state of hysteria. And I think maybe people are starting to settle in in because we know we're going to be here for a little bit. Yeah. I know it's like finding that balance because I don't want to live on my phone, but I actually really enjoy seeing what other people are doing. Yeah, I do too. I find it really inspiring and motivating and connecting. It's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to see your face. We FaceTimed for a while last night, but I'm happy to do this again. Yeah, (laughs) I know we're FaceTiming more than ever, which is one of the one of the upsides of all this craziness. Absolutely. We all have time to actually sit down and talk to people. Yeah. (laughs) So what we want to talk about today is just how to survive this isolation from a biohacker's perspective. Again, like we spoke about in our last podcast, or not the last podcast, the one before that, when all this stuff uh, began, we think this is a huge opportunity for you to support your immune system in a situation in which we do not have a lot of control, right? We're stuck at home. There's nothing we can do about it. We all have to be responsible to help flatten the curve. We're isolated. And I'm pretty sure everyone is experiencing stress and anxiety in some form right now. But that stress and anxiety is really harmful to our immune system. So if you didn't hear our previous episode on this, go back and listen to that because there's a lot of good information about what that is doing to your system in this time where we need our immune systems to be stronger than ever. So we have some hacks that we're going to talk through and sort of like the, the main categories of imbalance that we're seeing during this time for people. The biggest one I think is fear, which is putting us in a very vulnerable state, which makes it more likely that we will contract the virus. So completely normal to feel that fear and anxiety. But what we're experiencing as a result of that is some stress eating. People are really being faced with decision-making surrounding food, what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. We're probably in a small space where we're maybe close to the kitchen. It's hard to get away. And 
we're seeking like a dopamine release, right? Because we want to comfort ourselves. We want to feel safe and we want to not feel this fear and anxiety. And food, especially comfort foods, which we could talk about is generally unhealthy foods are going to <laughs> respond to that dopamine pursuit, right? So we're turning to comfort foods, but this is the time where we really need to sort of like cut back, support the immune system with like fresh seasonal foods and not indulge too much in the comfort foods. But you know, there's a way around that because I don't want to say that like you should not enjoy yourself during this time. What we really want is to be gracious with ourselves, not torture yourselves. And we can talk about how to do that. But we do need to acknowledge that there is a lot of stress eating during this time. And I think the number one thing to do first is to acknowledge that it's happening, to acknowledge if this is a bigger issue that is just being brought out or stimulated by this current state of affairs that's happening in the world. Because if you are experiencing that, chances are you've experienced it in other times in your life. And this is just another trigger for that to come out. So we just want to acknowledge those feelings and then create some awareness surrounding that. Yeah, I think that's inevitable, right? We see the stress eating if we're home during a blizzard or a hurricane, you know, just we're locked in our house and the kitchen is right there. So I recommend this to my clients year round. You know, if you find yourself overeating or opening the fridge way too often, try and take a step back and, and see, are you really hungry? Are you stressed? Are you bored? And some simple ways to figure that out is go have a glass of water, wait 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel hungry after? Okay. Yeah. Maybe it really is hunger. Or maybe go for a 15 minute walk. When you get back, is the hunger still there? Okay. Maybe you're really hungry. So trying these different things instead of just jumping right into the food, I think is really helpful. And then if you are actually hungry a lot, that's when we want to look at, well, what are you eating? You know, are we sitting back and eating a bag of chips, something that's very nutrient depleted, not, you know, satiating for our bodies. And, and then we truly feel like we're starving almost at the cellular level. So again, mm-hmm. take this time to prepare the healthiest food you can. Are you getting enough fats? Are you getting enough quality protein? And then are you getting enough vegetables? That's a big one because the fiber is so filling for us. And I know a lot of people are not filling up on vegetables. So again, just making sure you're getting like those core nutrients in first. And then maybe you can have a little bit of fun with some extra snacks and things. But then speaking of snacks, I know a lot of people are watching Netflix and movies and TV or whatever. Try not to snack while you're watching TV. Oh, that's a tough one. I know, but uh, uh, if you are going to, you have to measure out what you're eating. Like if it's, I don't know, almonds or cashews, whatever, you count out 10 almonds, you put them in a bowl and you go sit and you watch your show. Do not bring the whole bag or the bucket or whatever with you. Because I mean, that's totally normal to just munch away. And next thing you know, the hour episode's over and the whole bag's gone. Yeah. Zombie mode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So either measure out what you're going to eat or just don't even eat while you're watching a show. Just enjoy the show. Right. Yeah. Gosh, I have so many thoughts in response to everything you just said. Um, (laughs) One that makes me think about just having space and time between meals. I think it's probably really common to be snacking more. And so we're not giving our bodies a break from Mm. metabolizing and digesting food. And that's one of the benefits of fasting is that we give our bodies the recovery time. We talked about that in our last episode, how this is a wonderful time to experiment with fasting. And that could just be like 
stopping your last meal or snack pretty early in the evening and then delaying your breakfast a little bit. But that also counts for the middle of your day. If you are constantly just snacking throughout the day, you're putting some stress on your system. You're also having, uh, creating like a negative impact on your blood sugar. And this could be a really wonderful opportunity to take a look at your blood sugar because a lot of things affect that, mainly cortisol. And if we're stressed, anxious, and fearful, we're increasing our cortisol, which tells our bodies that we're not safe. And then it tells our bodies we need to store fat. And then once that blood sugar is elevated, it can be really hard to balance it out or to bring it back down. And so by avoiding the snacking and the distracted eating, we can hopefully bring that blood sugar back down into like a more level place, which is healthy for us because we know that being diabetic is one of the highest risk factors during this time for catching a virus, specifically Corona. So I don't know, maybe this is a good time for everyone to finally order their blood glucose monitor and <laughs> finger pricking it. Yeah. It may take two weeks to arrive, but. <laughs> I know, but I, I don't know. Like It's probably considered essential on Amazon, so. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Maybe it'll come faster. I'm just thinking about how much I would love to eat some potato chips right now or like, my favorite thing is to sit down and watch a movie with a huge bowl of popcorn. But because I've been experiencing, uh, sorry, experimenting with my CGM, I have learned that popcorn and potato chips are like the worst things for my blood sugar, which oh, is, so no. but I'm so upset by it that it makes me want to avoid it completely. I, I guess that's the positive in this. Like I, I want nothing yeah. to them anymore because I know how detrimental it is to me. So I don't know that that knowledge, like discovering that piece of information has been really helpful to me. So yeah, I don't know, maybe you want to order a monitor, but just be really mindful of how much you're snacking and whether or not you are mindful when you're eating. Are you just like going into zombie mode and like throwing comfort food down your throat? Yeah. Which brings me to another thought is what are you bringing into the house? You know, I know everyone is different with this, but for me, like I went to the store gosh, I guess it's been like nine days since I've even gone to the grocery store, but I didn't buy any snacks or desserts or sweets. I didn't buy any of that because I just know for me, if it's in the house and I'm home all day, it's going to be too tempting and I don't want to deal with that battle all day. So I just didn't buy any of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm boring, but... (laughs) You're also much more disciplined than most people that I know. So what would you tell people that don't have that discipline that... that well, because also this is a time that maybe we should be able to be a little more relaxed. Like, what would you tell people that want to indulge just a little bit? Would you, I know you have like a this or that list that's really helpful. Like instead of buying these potato chips, buy this instead. It's going to be a little more helpful if you do want a little bit of comfort. Yeah. I mean, gosh, you could get so specific with the whole this or that. So if, if anyone needs tips there, I mean, definitely reach out to me. But I don't know, the discipline is different. Like I'm... I'm very disciplined when I'm at the grocery store. Like I avoid certain aisles. I don't put stuff in my cart, but if it comes into my house, I don't have as much discipline. Like if there's ice cream in the freezer, you know, my husband knows like <laughs> it's going to be gone in a couple of days. So for me, yeah. I'd rather just use my discipline at the store where I know I can be really, you know, strong and diligent with it. And then that way at home, I don't have to even think about it. So I think for other people, you, I think really ask yourself what kind of person you are do you do okay when it's in your house? If you know that's a trigger for you, just don't buy it. And most of us are only going to the store once, maybe once a week, you know, just don't buy the crap that you know you're going to be tempted by. Yeah. That's a really great idea. I love that. Yeah. But everyone's different. 
like we always say. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to, I don't remember whose podcast this was, but someone was saying they were walking into grocery stores. They walked into several different grocery stores and the middle of the grocery store was like empty. Those shelves with like all of the packaged processed comfort foods were empty. Mm-hmm. Whereas the produce aisles were still pretty stocked. I don't think that is a testament to like the type of food that's available. I think people are just naturally running towards those comfort foods. So, yeah. And it's maybe also what's going to last longer. Like, yeah, when I went to Whole Foods last week, the produce section was beautiful. I mean, like rainbows everywhere. Everything was well stocked. But maybe people are thinking, well, those vegetables are going to go bad in a couple of days. Why not stock up on pasta and rice and tortilla chips, which are going to last for months? So I don't know how much of the mentality is there. Yeah. Or maybe challenge yourself or um, challenge someone else on a social media challenge <laughs> to see how many vegetables you can eat. We haven't seen that one go around yet, have we? Oh. Like the push-up challenge, the plank <laughs> challenge, there's like the shot challenge, the dance challenge. Maybe we need to start a produce, how many vegetables can you eat challenge. Okay. I'll tag you in it later. I love it. I'm ready <laughs> or for like that. a smoothie challenge, like make a smoothie every day. Yeah. Like that. That's so funny. Right. I know I the like challenges that. have been great. I've done the push up, the plank. I, you know, I still haven't completed my shot challenge. I'm holding off on that one, but it's that floating out is there. Okay. If you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like um, the exercise challenges. Great. So I really like that hack about being disciplined when you go into the grocery store. Uh, just some things for when you are back at home. Again, like really acknowledge what's going on. If you can stop before you open up that fridge or stop before you sit down to eat and just take a breath, like slow down. This is a great time to be really mindful, which is hard. No one really wants to slow down and actually listen to their internal thoughts, listen to their monkey mind, listen to all these fears and anxieties and insecurities that are coming up. But this is like the most amazing time to do it because when we're in our normal lives, like society and culture does not give us or allow us the time to do that because we're so busy. Like, what's your excuse now? This is a wonderful time to sit down with yourself and really address those things. So I know that's like a big task to take on. So we can just start with a simple thing of sitting down, slowing down and breathing before you're eating. Um, And one other thing here, I think be really careful about the language that you use surrounding food or working out or anything that you're doing right now. Telling yourself that you can't do something like if you're really torturing yourself over not being able to eat something like I can't have that ice cream because it's gonna make me fat or I can't have this because it's gonna you know whatever the the negative thought process is that's going on your brain try to turn that into I don't that puts the choice into your own hands so it's almost like addressing yourself as if you are under strict diet like if you're a vegetarian like it's not that they can't eat meat they don't eat meat they've made the choice yeah. So if you're looking at that bag of potato chips and you're already feeling guilty about what you're about to do to it, (laughs) instead of saying, I can't have those, you just say to yourself, no, I don't want to have those, right? Yeah. And then going one step further and saying, I can have, fill in the blank. Yes. Fill in the blank with something else. Yeah. I mean, how fortunate are most of us that we have access to vegetables right now, fresh produce, maybe it's frozen, whatever. 
you know, there's a lot of people that they, you know, they're out of work. They can't afford food right now. They're really having to budget, you know, for those of us that can actually afford the food, we have to be pretty grateful for that. So I, I'm pretty excited. I'm, I get to make a veggie smoothie today. How awesome is that? You know, so just focus on the positives. Right. And I know this is like a big thing in the community of people giving up alcohol, right? You don't, you don't go out and say, I can't have that alcohol, right? You say, oh, I get to have sparkling water with ice and fresh squeezed lime juice. Like that's the mentality that they teach you to say versus focusing on what you can't have, like you said. Yeah, I mean, that's just how our brains work, right? The yeah, I wish st- I could get that excited about sparkling water and lime. <laughs> I know. Uh- <laughs> I'm like, I'm totally thinking of James Swanwick right now, the way he makes it sound. He gets so excited, but yeah. Not no, quite. but it's like, it's such a great practice. Yeah. To just challenge yourself to see if you can change the language and change the mentality surrounding it to create a more positive atmosphere just in your brain. Yeah, yeah. I can have this. I like I can. that. Yeah. And speaking of opportunity with food, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot the last two weeks. You know, I, I work with a lot of clients on, you know, gut repair, right? Eliminating food sensitivities. And people are always like, oh, but I have, I have a wedding Saturday or I have a party dinner thing Friday night. You know, there's always something. Um, and we talked about this, right? Like w- what's your excuse now? So if you have some health issue, a gut issue, skin, brain, whatever it is, and you've been putting off doing like a detox or a cleanse, something that you know you need to do, this is a great time to do it. You have oh, the time yeah. to sleep. There's, you're not going anywhere. You know, like why not do it now? It's going to be so much easier. Yeah. Great for the gut repair. Cause I know that's really hard for people Yeah, when they're on the go. Yeah. Cause it's one of those things you kind of, you kind of have to be all in, right? You know? Oh yeah. There's no cheating on that. Yeah. Not 99% gluten-free is not gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. When you're talking about repair mode for something like that, repairing gut, repairing, repairing hormones, yeah. you do have to be really strict. But if you're not dealing with something like that, I just had another thought because I said the word cheat, which is an interesting word to talk about. That's also going to torture yourself. If, you, if you're saying that I'm, I'm having a cheat meal, I'm cheating on my diet, I'm cheating. That is so negative. Yeah. Maybe try to change that word into treat instead. Hmm. Like I'm having a treat meal. Like I'm choosing to have this food because it is enjoyable or entertaining rather than like, uh, I'm, I'm cheating on myself right? Yeah. So maybe just trying to change the language in that way as well could be helpful. Yeah. And that is a good reminder. We actually did an episode months ago. I'll have to double check what number I can link to it in the show notes, but we, we talked a lot about this, right? The emotional, mental side of, or the psychological side of eating. So if that's something you're struggling with during this time, I would recommend going back to that. Yeah. Cause we could just keep talking about it. <laughs> I know, but this is a huge one. Stress eating. Yeah. Uh, the next big thing I'm on the list is exercise. <laughs> What's your experience <laughs> so far, Renee, with seeing what people are doing workout wise? Too much, too little. I, I think, well, we have different friends cause I think I'm seeing something different than you are. I'm not really seeing a lot of people working out much. I'm seeing a lot of like Netflix laying on the couch mode. Um, yeah, but you're seeing people are maybe overdoing it. I have seen a good handful of people that are posting about how many times a day they're working out. 
Oh like, gosh. I'm do this workout in the morning. I'm going to do this workout at lunch. I'm going to do this workout in the evening, which like I'm a big proponent of moving all day long, like just getting as much movement in as possible. But I think yeah. because there's so much free stuff out there, there's so many virtual classes online and people are operating from this fear based uh, response where they're like, I have to do this because I'm going to, I don't know, get fat or be lazy or going to lose all of my progress from the gym because the gym is closed right now. So they're almost like overindulging in all these opportunities, mm. which is fine because movement and exercise, as we talked about in the previous uh, virus episode, is really helpful to your immune system and helps build white blood cells. It's There's a lot of positivity from working out. But if you're choosing it from a fear-based response, that's not doing you a service, right? Yeah. Well, and if you're over-exercising, remember that does cause an increase in inflammation. Mm-hmm. Inflammation is, this is the best yeah. time to be doing that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, just like the eating, I think check in and just have a little chat with yourself, acknowledge what practices you're engaging in, and then ask yourself why you're doing that. And make sure that you can answer your why. And if it's in alignment, then like, great. And then you just solidified that. You keep going. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where everyone is out there. I just have seen some overindulging in the workouts. And I think it's really great because the community online has really shown up. And it's so interesting. Like I'm seeing so many trainers like myself put out workouts, but there's so many people that are not trainers that are suddenly like, Oh no. These online experts that are like, join me in my morning afternoon workout. I'm like, uh, good for you. I love it. Like, let's spread the wealth. Let's motivate people to get off their couches. I'm not really sure how to feel about it right now, but, um, (laughs) that's kind of how I feel. That's kind of how I feel about Instagram. A lot of times with like these, like self-made health coaches that are like, Oh, look what I'm eating. I'm making yeah. this smoothie that's loaded with oxalates. Like, I'm like, I know. Oh, I mean, overall, the the spreading of the knowledge and community is great. But yeah, I can see that with the the. Well, there's no screening process for being an expert on social media. Yeah. So if you market yourself and make yourself look good enough, anyone will follow you. It's interesting. Yeah. Anyways, I love like the plethora of workouts online, but. Just again, check in with yourself. And if you are choosing to work out a shit ton right now, just make sure it's not coming from a fear-based place, right? Work out because it makes you feel good, because it's going to increase your immune response, because it's going to keep you healthy during this time and energized and also connected to your friends. Yeah, those are all great reasons. Yeah. And then if you are the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're on Renee's perspective, um, (laughs) you're sitting on the couch... I'm not trying to make my friends sound like lazy. That's not at all what I meant. <laughs> no, no, I didn't think that at all. But I mean, okay. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there. They're like, I just, I want to relax. I can never have time to relax. I want to sink into my couch. Or they're just like so paralyzed by fear and watching the news or stuck to their phones all day. Like if you do need to find the middle ground, um, these are the hacks for you. Like schedule your workouts at the beginning of the week. Maybe like Monday morning is your day to sit down, write a list of all the things you would like to accomplish because it's very easy to get distracted right now. And you could say like, oh, I want to do these three workouts and I want to go for this run, but then suddenly you turn on the news and then five hours have passed and you've not done anything. So try to schedule it out. 
and find a workout buddy. I mean, this works in everyday life, right? Like having accountability helps with success always. So whether that workout buddy is your isolation buddy, whoever you're cooped up with right now, or if it's someone on FaceTime or social media, like have a chat with them, make a pact and commit to showing up to whatever X, Y, and Z is going to get you to that happy place. And again, those goals are just going to be in alignment with your why. Like, what do you want to accomplish? Why do you want to accomplish it? Why is it going to make you feel a certain way? And if that all lines up in a positive way, then yes, accomplish that. Yeah. I have to say for me, the scheduling is really helpful. And like, I'm definitely cutting back on my workouts. Like I'm only doing 30 minutes a day, but I'm literally putting it on my to-do list. And then I'm also scheduling like three days out. Like this day is my HIIT workout. This day is strength. This day is yoga. And I'm trying to just commit to 30 minutes a day. So yeah, I like that tip about scheduling. Um, And yeah, there's so much that's free online. But one thing I really like is the Les Mills on demand. If Yeah, you've been doing that for a while, right? Oh my gosh. I think I've been, I've had it for like five years and I, Mm. I, I always keep it running. Even though I do orange theory, it's only $14 a month, but they have uh, kickboxing, yoga, Pilates, uh, hit training. There's a lot of strength stuff on there, but unfortunately you need weights for that. And I don't have access to weights right now. Um, there's abs core, you know, there's just such a wide variety. And like for 14 bucks, it's amazing. Find something that you enjoy. Definitely. Yeah. Also, we are running another challenge next week. If you want to join that, Renee, we haven't decided how long it's going to be. I think we're going to shorten it this time. It's not going to be 21 days. So if you have a request for the length of time, uh, we think this is a perfect time since everyone is housebound to join our challenge and to really, again, focus on the food and the exercise. But what you're committing to is no sugar, no alcohol, eating no processed foods, and then doing our daily workouts, which also include recovery days. And you don't have to commit 100% by signing up and joining us. You are committing to doing your best every single day. So we operate under a point system. So if you look at that, look at the requirements and say, there's no way that I could do that. Like that is not a reason to not sign up, sign up and do your best because everyone's going to have like a day where they probably indulge in some sugar or maybe miss a workout and that's okay. You get the number of points that you can accomplish for that day. And at the end, we have this healthy competition where whoever gets the most points is our, you know, our heroic leader. Let us know how long you want to engage in this and we'll sort of like poll and see uh, what the best length of time. Maybe like 14 or something, but you're right. Every point that you get is, is great. Positive. Yeah. So, so April we hope 6th. that you'll join. Yes. April 6th, which is next Monday. One more hack to help you with the workouts. If you are, I don't know, doing too much or too little, put your phone down. I love this setting on the phone. You can put an app limit on your phone that will only allow you to be on certain apps for X amount of time a day. Like I, I accidentally put a two, no, a one hour limit on Instagram yesterday, which I didn't mean to do because I would like to be on it more than that. I don't want to be on on it all day long, but it locked me out of Instagram. It was really interesting. Oh, that's funny. touch my phone. (laughs) But it was helpful because my goal was to shut it down for two hours, which is helpful to me to just shut my phone down for two hours. I cannot check my texts. I can't check my emails. I can't check social media. 
still like I went and did my meditation. I connected with my parents. I just like had some time to myself and I found that to be really helpful. So if you're having trouble getting off of the couch, you could try that. But also if you're like working out too much and need to just like go do something else, like breathe, meditate, take a walk outside, as long as you're not with a bunch of people, try the app limit. Yeah. All right. I'll have to look into that. The next category we wanted to talk about was, you know, everything surrounding anxiety, fear, worry. We know that this is kind of a natural thing right now. And, and I thought this was interesting. I was just curious how other people were feeling. You know, I've had a lot of friends reach out to me, their anxiety is kind of through the roof. And so on Instagram, I asked how many of you have had a hard time sleeping the last two weeks? And the last I checked, it was like 75% said yes, 25% said no. Um, Yeah, I know. It's, that's really sad, but so I'm exploring this, you know, people are, they're not sleeping. They're, they're nervous about what's going to happen. You know, it's a lot of this, what if scenario people are out of work, you know, what's going to happen to the economy. These are all real fears. (laughs) Those are all things we really need to be worried about. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how do we, how do we hack that? So we'll share some of our hacks with that. Um, but just keep in mind, you know, when, anytime we're in this fear state, it is a little bit of that fight or flight state, our cortisol's up, our immune system is going to shut down. Yeah. We talked about that before about the fear response, how the sympathetic fibers in your brain, they travel down into your lymph tissues and they release all these substances that attach your white blood cells, which are going to kill your immune system, but it kicks your fight or flight into overdrive. And then another side effect of that is that it attaches to your frontal lobe, which is responsible for logical thinking and planning. So it literally like causes us to shut down. And so if you shut down the frontal lobe, uh, Austin Perlmutter talked about this in our brain series. Yeah. It causes the amygdala to take over. And what we know about the amygdala is it's responsible for processing basic emotions like fear, anger, sadness, anxiety, all these things that we're naturally feeling right now during these times. But then what the amygdala does is it stores these emotions and memories so that you can recognize them again in the future. And this is not the muscle memory that we want to create right now. We don't want the amygdala to like have complete control of our bodies. We want the frontal lobe to be strengthened So we have to find a way to hack that fear and we have to acknowledge that we have very little control right now. I mean, what we do have control over is to like do these biohacks, to meditate, to breathe, to lessen the the fear response, to get good food, to try to sleep. And I think this is sort of a cyclical thing. Like if you can calm down the nervous system, hopefully you'll be able to sleep more and you're not going to wake up in a panic with all of these fears running through your head, like many people are having. So we have to try to break that cycle by calming the nervous system. And it's all the things that we talked about on the show. I think I've already said them a dozen times, the breathing, the meditation, we'll go into the list of the hacks. Yeah. And before we started recording today, we were talking about this. You know, I'm finding that I was very anxious about two weeks ago. I think like right before everything was shutting down, because again, it was a lot of the what if. I'm like, well, what if my gym closes? What if my grocery store closes? You know, and I was like running through these scenarios. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I'm kind of just like used to the new schedule. I'm like, okay, I have enough food for a week or two. I work out at home. This is like my new routine. You know, I've like really, I'm really surrender. starting to enjoy it. Yeah, surrender. That's like the perfect word for it. 
So I think learning how to do that. And Lauren, you have some awesome hacks too, but. Well, I think what you just said is amazing. Like the number, I didn't mean to put words in your mouth, but I think you were going in this direction. Like surrendering is a, is a really useful hack, right? Once you yeah. acknowledge it, you don't have control of something. Release into that, let it go. And then like make some choices because there's a lot of opportunity there. Like you can't control what you can't control. So surrender. I would right. say my number one hack in this category is take a break from the news. I know like I'm just kind of tired of hearing all this stuff and there hasn't been a lot of new information other than like the numbers rising, which is just really awful. And I mean, I want to check in just to keep touch with reality and really have a sense of what's happening, but like take yeah. a break. And again, yeah. put your phone down, put the app limits on, but just like take a break from the news because, you know, the media is successful because it's talking to our amygdala, right? That's right, the purpose right. of entertainment and, and media and news. They're telling your brain. They're like latching on to feeling. that. Yeah. yeah. I've so, like really disconnected from the news so much so that this morning I was like, if Nevada goes on full lockdown, I might not know. I'm like, can <laughs> someone call me and let me know? You're I'm just like taking watching. a walk down the highway. <laughs> the police come over. No. Yeah. No, so I'm not I, telling you to stop watching the news. But like. <laughs> I know. I got. I might start turning it on maybe like once a day just to make sure I'm, you know, staying tuned in. <laughs> not misbehaving or breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another good thing, maybe when you shut off that TV for an hour, oh man, this is so hard. Like no one wants to do this, but sit with your feelings, <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe you take a journal or maybe you just sit quietly and have some internal dialogue, or maybe you even talk to yourself. I don't know what works for you. Sit with your yeah. feelings and just acknowledge what's happening. Sometimes just acknowledging and letting it happen can be a release in itself. I think if we don't acknowledge, it gets stored and it builds up and it builds up in our muscles and our tissues. And that just creates this overall tension, which then, you know, back to the cycle affects our immune system, affects our sleep. So if you can just sit with it, it can naturally release. And if you need to go a step further, something like tapping can be really helpful. And that comes in a lot of different forms, but sort of the, the main source of tapping is uh, EFT, so emotional freedom technique. So it's this technique of tapping parts of the body that are storing tensions and they're connected to like energy meridians in the body that again, to bring up the amygdala, they're connected to the amygdala. And when you tap on these energy meridians, you're telling the amygdala that you're safe and that can naturally release some of this pent up energy. So if you want to visualize, you know, we've all, either we are this person or we've seen someone like this, that when they sit still, like something in their body is still moving, like their foot is mm -hmm. shaking or they're like twiddling their thumbs or, you know, there's something that's sort of like twitching on their body, which is completely normal and healthy, but that is anxiety. And I think if we don't at least acknowledge that and try to process it in some way, it's going to get stored and it's going to, again, kick into that negative cycle. So tapping can be really helpful. Uh, this is something you can very easily Google EFT or tapping for anxiety. You're just literally taking your fingertips and tapping on those areas that are common for storing tension. Yeah. And I have to say on top of the journaling idea, just like the idea of a gratitude journal, if you're not already doing that, I think this is a great time just to remind mm -hmm. ourselves 
there is a lot to be grateful for right now. And, and it's kind of cool in a way that the world is slowing down. Like we may never experience this again. I mean, hopefully we never experience it again, but like see the beauty in that. Yeah. That we're not all rushing around and. I'm so grateful for it. I mean, yeah. I have a little bit of panic because I'm mostly unemployed right now, but yeah, yeah of course. I don't know. Well, one, I'm such a homebody and I love to be at home. And I also love just, I could do like days of self-care easily. Right, right. Well, that's like the joke um, to all you introverts, make sure you check on your extroverted friends. They are not yeah. doing okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yes. I have experienced that with a few, a few of my friends that I've reached out to, but I'm like, yeah. oh God, I could do this for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I acknowledge, I mean, it's still just being told that you can't go somewhere also just makes you feel crazy. So like I'm with everyone, right? right. I do feel a little bit crazy right now. Yeah. But. I, I saw a baby Yoda meme last night and it was like, I normally work from home every day, but now that the government tells me I can't leave my house, well, maybe I want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to be told yeah. what they can or can't do. Right, right. It's back to that whole mental piece we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, with the food. You say like, I can't eat that. Like, yeah. or if I tell you, you can't eat that, you're going to be like, but I want to eat it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to go so out. so <laughs> psychological. I know. Yeah. Um, what else? So, oh, I have two virtual things if you want to join in on. I don't want to overwhelm anybody because there's so much online, but these two people I love so dearly and they have two practices that have been really helpful to me during this time. Uh, one is my acupuncturist. His name is Frank. He's doing a meditation at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. every single day. Eastern? minutes. Eastern, Eastern? time. Oh, wow. That's late. 11 p.m. Yeah, but I like it because I don't go to bed all that right. early. And so I like to do the meditation right before I go to bed. So 11 to 11.30 and then I can just like sink right into my bed. And yeah. I haven't had, like, luckily I haven't had any of those nightmares or woken up with the panic that a lot of people are having. I'm sleeping really well. Mm. Maybe it's because of that meditation. Frank has some really useful insight and just, he's very inspiring and has been very helpful during this time. So That's I will great. link to his Instagram. He just puts it on his live story every day and you, like anyone can join. It's really, really awesome. That's amazing. Um, cool. Another one is our good friend, Sage Raider, who has been on the show before. He's our friendly breath worker. He is doing a nightly breath work session from 6 to 7 p.m. I haven't always been able to join it because that tends to be dinner time, but hmm. check it out. It's really cool. Even if you just do it once a week, he's been putting on like different types of music, different playlists. And like, sometimes there's a dance party, but he goes into all of like the physical, emotional and scientific benefits of breath work. So if you miss that uh, podcast with him, check that out, but also just like check in with his six to seven nightly breath work sessions. It's really fun. Cool. I'll check it out. What about you, Renee? What are you finding online that's helpful? It's funny. I, maybe because I already work from home, I already have a lot of like online resources that I use all the time, but um, I've found a couple new ones that might be helpful for people, but, um, our good friend, Mary Horn, she is a yoga instructor and she is doing yoga classes virtually almost every day. Mm -hmm. And we'll link to her Instagram page so you can get all the information, but she's just asking for donations. I think, what is it like $3 is the donation and she's donating 
that money to help people in her community. So it's a really, really great way to support other people through all this. Yeah. And you get a yoga class at home. And then I also really like Oprah and Deepak Chopra. They have built all these 21-day meditation series online. And right now they're running a free 21-day series. And I find this really helpful for people that aren't used to meditating because what they do is it's like about 20 minutes. The first 10 minutes is them speaking. Like Oprah does the introduction. What we're focusing on is very inspirational. Deepak goes a little bit deeper. And then it's 10 minutes of just calming music. Mm. Um, so I feel like it's a good blend for people that maybe want a little guided, unguided. Yeah, and they're doing awesome. it for free right now, which is super cool. I love that. So much free stuff. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, just back to Mary's class. It, if you're listening to this, it's probably Monday and she is doing one at 6.30 PM tonight, Monday, if you want to join. So just check out the link that we put in the show notes. Perfect. Uh, so I think just to wrap up all of these hacks, which all are addressing what's coming up because of the fear and anxiety, just remember that it's okay to tune out like it's definitely okay to relax and sit on your couch right now and do the things you don't normally do, but just check in with yourself. I think the most important thing is just to acknowledge how you're feeling, make sure it's in alignment with what you want to be happening inside of yourself, like your mental emotional state and try not to torture yourself, right? Like we can create some boundaries and some goals, but we don't have to be like overachievers during this time. Like so many people are like, Oh gosh, if you don't come out of this with like a new skill or like yes. talent, or if you haven't accomplished like all of these things, like you're lazy or you're not a good person, like, no, no, it's a wonderful time to sit and chill out and do nothing, <laughs> but you need to be in alignment with that. You have to feel okay with that. So just keep talking to yourself and don't check out. I mean, checking out and watching TV because you said, I want to spend this time checking out is fine, but then check back in with yourself and say, how am I feeling? Is this resonating with me? Is this making me feel good? Is this what I want? Because it's yeah. all individual. Yeah, and it's been helpful for me to think, okay, in one month from now, maybe the world reopens, I don't know. What am I gonna look back at and think, oh, I wish I had done more of that, or I wish I had done less of that. You know, I'm trying to like see into the future. Yeah, I thought about that too. I'm like the day oh, that they're like, you can go back out. I'm like, what am I going to be like? Oh shit, I should have. I should have done that. Yeah, <laughs> I should have read that book. No. Something yeah, else. I think because I am such a homebody, but I'm also like, uh, that's funny. I did the same thing. I was like, if tomorrow was a day, what would I want to do today? As if it was like my last day. <laughs> Your last day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, taking advantage of it is also yeah. good. Yeah. And, and I think we've both found it really helpful during this time to stay up to date on COVID-19 from some of our favorite experts, right? I mean, we are definitely not experts on this virus. This is new. We, we're not scientists. We can't educate you on that piece of it, but we have found a couple of people that have uh, really stayed up to date on everything. Just to throw these names out here and Lauren, you can add to and, it. Um, and just side note before you throw them out, none of these people are on the news or in the public eye. So another reason to step yeah. back away from the news because uh, I don't know. I don't think we're getting the best information when you turn on your local news channel. So check these people out. Yeah, good point. So Dr. Diedrich Klinghart, we linked to his YouTube webinar in the last virus podcast. Um, but he's doing updates quite often. 
Dr. Peter Atia. He's been on a couple different podcasts. We'll link to those. Chris Presser. Insta stories yeah. regularly. Oh yeah. His Instagram is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then Chris Cresser, he's sending out like daily email updates. So definitely get on his email list. He might be my favorite person right now because he's just very realistic. He's like, hey, this is a serious situation. The numbers are rising. We need to do something. But then he's also like, hey, what can we control? What can we do for our immune system? He's giving really great advice for that. So I feel like he's a really good middle of the road person to follow right now. He's also very humble and he has oh my gosh, come yeah. back and like re-recorded and said, hey, I said this before but I'm trying to stay update, updated and help you in the best way possible. And this is what I actually think now. Yeah. I think yeah, he's really doing really good research, but he's being so honest because we don't know. And there's, I don't know, there's new information all the time, but I feel like he's really staying in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And then one more to throw out there, the wild health podcast they are doing a daily update on their podcast every day. And sometimes they have guests on that are sharing like what they're doing. I think this morning they had Ben Greenfield talking about what Ben Greenfield's doing through all this. And um, it's a short podcast, nice like daily update. I don't know that one. Wild Health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, um, I think they're both MDs, um, but they're in Kentucky. And they have like an amazing integrative medical center down there. But they were actually supposed to be hosting this really cool conference, I think this weekend in Kentucky, but obviously mm. it got canceled. So instead of doing that live, they're doing a lot of, a lot more online and giving, giving away free information. So we'll link nice. to that one too. Cool. So just to wrap up, let's run through like our biohacking routines. Like what have you been doing? What's been your daily routine or what have you discovered that you love doing this during the summer day? Yeah. I mean, a couple of things I'm doing differently. One, this is amazing. I'm waking up without an alarm. Oh, Woo. blessing. <laughs> yes. I mean, this is something I've always wanted to do because I do strongly believe that your body will wake you up when you've had enough sleep. Yeah. An alarm is the worst way to wake up. I mean, it's an immediate cortisol spike. It's very jarring to the nervous system. So I'm taking advantage of that. I'm actually, I'm like setting an emergency alarm. I'm still working. So I'm like, if I don't wake up by then, I'm yeah. in trouble. But, um, but I've woken up before that alarm every day. So that's been really, really cool. That's happening with me too. I've been setting an alarm really? thinking like, oh, I'll definitely probably sleep till this time. And I've woken yeah. up well before it. Which yeah. I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, maybe I need less sleep than I think. Huh. I don't know, I'm experimenting, but well, this is a good time to explore that. How much yeah. sleep do you really need? Yeah. Um, and I'm still sticking to my bedtime, like 10 to 10:30. So you're really good about that. I yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel so much better the next day if I stick with that. And then my morning routine, I'm pretty much sticking with a 14-hour fast again because. I'm getting more sleep. So I'm able to sleep in a little bit. It's easier for me to fast 14 hours. And then in the morning I have my routine of doing my human charger. So I'm getting my light shine through my ears into my brain to try and reset my circadian rhythm. And then I'm taking all my immune supplements in the morning on an empty stomach. So that's been like a nice routine for me. And what are the supplements um, you're taking right now? Um, so right now what I'm doing, I'm doing that liposomal cat's claw blend. So that's my, that's an antiviral product I've been taking for Epstein-Barr, but it's cat's claw, monolaurin, lemon balm, all blended together. I'm doing that. Is that I'm the doing... one you meant to take this morning and accidentally took something else? Oh yeah. So the bottle is almost <laughs> identical to one of my CBD bottles. 
And I stumbled down into the kitchen this morning and maybe took a little too much CBD instead. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> there well, are- we're at home, so there are worse things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So then I had to go take my cat school on top of that. I'm also doing my liposomal vitamin C in the morning. I'm doing a thousand milligrams um, just to get an extra little vitamin C boost. What else? Uh, colloidal silver. I am doing that because that's a great antiviral, but I've kind of cut back on my supplements. I'm trying to not overdo it right now. Just um, also focus on my diet. So, and then for diet, I know we talked about this a little bit, but I'm, I'm pretty much doing a strict paleo diet right now. And it's, it's just because it's easy for me. I'm just doing like what I don't have to really think about what was easy for me to go stock up on. You know, I ordered eight pounds of meat from US Wellness Meats online. So I have all this frozen meat. I got a good amount of fresh produce. So I'm doing lots of veggies, some fruit, not a lot of fruit. And then I have a lot of frozen veggies on hand and then nuts and seeds. And just for me, that's just easy. Meat and veggies. And and I feel good with it. I feel really good. Every meal is very filling. Um, I'm not really needing to snack because those meals tend to be so filling. So again, just, you got to find what works best for you. And uh, what else? That's the thing about eating real food. When you eat real food, yeah. you're pretty satisfied, right? Yeah. But most of yeah. us are not used to that. We're used to eating processed packaged and your body doesn't know how to handle that. And so it always wants something more or it triggers a, an addiction to something or a craving right. for something else. Like when you just eat real food, it tends to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, the nutrient depleted food that you're eating, you know, your our body, our bodies are really smart. So when you eat something and it brings in calories, carbs, sugar, but there's not a lot of those micronutrients, right? Your vitamins, your minerals, your antioxidants, fiber too, your body is still looking for that. It's saying, wait, we got all these calories, but where are the nutrients? It signals mm-hmm. to your brain, hey, I'm still hungry, I need more food. And then that's why you're back in the kitchen 10 minutes later. So don't Ooh. try and outsmart that link. That's really Yeah, important. that's so powerful. What about you, Laurie? What are you doing differently? D- differently? I mean, what you said <laughs> about waking up without an alarm. I'm trying to just stick to my normal routine. There just happens to be like a little more biohacking and self-care because I happen to be in a really cool house with lots of cool toys to play with. But yeah, I'm still, yeah, so I'm sleeping in a little bit, but my body's been waking up naturally. I'm still doing... I was doing this at home before, like my red light with my meditation first thing in the morning, or when I do uh, Frank's 11 a.m. meditation, sometimes I'll go sit in the sauna. I'm really lucky to have a sauna where I can sweat. The extreme heat has been proven to be very useful for fighting this virus if you happen to be exposed. So if there's any way that you can sweat, uh, it's probably unlikely that you can get to an infrared sauna right now. But if you have a way to create some heat in your house and get yourself to sweat, that can be really helpful. Yeah. It's like that artificial fever. So if you can preemptively do that. And actually, let me just say real quick, if you've been wanting to get a sauna, hey, maybe this is a good time to invest in one. And one that I I find really helpful is sauna space. It's just like a little pop-up sauna, but you also get red light therapy. So you get infrared and red light. So something else to look into. And we'll link to that in the show notes. Awesome. Quick side note. <laughs> what what else? else am I doing? I'm trying to get outside as much as possible because I am surrounded by nature, which is amazing. So I'm just trying to walk as much as possible, running through the neighborhood. Because I live in New York and I'm used to walking so much. This is a major change for me to be pretty sedentary, even though I'm doing some workouts. But I'm just trying to 
keep my steps up because that is what I normally do. I mean, scheduling the no phone time has been big for me, just like making sure that I have my list of goals, like things that I want to accomplish, but also like letting myself indulge because I like connecting and seeing what other people are doing on social media. But writing that down, like making that list, like you were talking about, has been really helpful for me because I'm seeing all my friends working out online and like I have some friends that have been have been like, please join this workout, please do this with me. And, you know, I could work out 10 hours a day if I said yes to all of those things. <laughs> you have so many fitness friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like the company that I keep. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah. It's also like, okay, I don't have to say yes to all of these things, right? Like I don't need to be pressured to do all these things. Like we could all spend 24 seven on social media right now, but so I'm just checking in with myself to say like, what do I need? Like I'm trying to make choices that satisfy me and say in alignment with what I need. Also allowing myself some downtime, which is really hard for me. Um, I'm not like a big TV person and I generally will like work through the evening if I can, <laughs> but here being with mom and dad, I'm trying like at 6 PM to just sort of stop that help mom make dinner and then we like sit down and watch tv or a movie and you know there's some biohacking stuff i do in there like i'm still using the amp coil because they came out with that viral 2020 which is actually like a six-week protocol that helps build up your immune system and protect you from this virus so that is part of my like tuning out just like laying around but also like doing whatever biohacking i can do while i'm laying there uh i have my hypervolt so i'm like using my massage gun constantly, but that's been a, a big change for me. It's just like at 6 PM when the sun goes down, I'm like, okay, I'm allowed to relax. Yeah. That's so different for you. Yeah. I don't normally do that. What about supplements? Are you taking anything? You know what? I pull back on my supplements as well. Like we have a, a slew of supplements that are sitting on the counter, which are awesome. Like in case someone gets sick, like the immunotone, the zinc, there's all sorts of like immune support that's sitting on the counter. But I did step back a little bit, but I am still taking some liposomal vitamin C. I'm still taking my D3, K2, and I'm still on that NAD Quicksilver protocol. So I'm taking those liposomals as well. Hmm. Yeah. Dr. Mercola had a good article this morning about NAD for coronavirus. Oh, send to me. I haven't, yeah. I haven't read that or seen yeah. that. I mean, that's a good thing to always take. So why not? Yeah. But again, oh. like I have all of those emergency things that we have read and have trusted to be useful in plain sight in case I need it. And that's propolis, skullcap, colostrum, elderberry, which actually I am still cycling the elderberry just to sort of keep my immune system going, but I'm trying not to overdo it. The mushrooms, colloidal silver. And then zinc is a big one. Like the zinc is sitting there in a huge bottle, like staring at me just in case. Yeah. The liposomal vitamin C, I just want to speak to that real quick. Cause I think some people are saying don't take vitamin C. And I think the big piece of confusion there is what type of vitamin C, right? There's like this regular capsule form of ascorbic acid then there's the liposomal, then there's the IV. But I think most of the really good research is showing liposomal or IV. So yeah, mm -hmm. I would be careful if you're taking just like an ascorbic acid capsule. Or like an emergency packet. <laughs> yes. Emergency, airborne, whatever Not those things ideal. are. 
Yeah. But also, you know, just focusing on those foods that are high in vitamin C, like our, the best medicine is getting it from quality foods, veggies, bell peppers, broccoli, like just eat real food. You can get vitamins from food. Yeah, definitely. And save you the are- mega doses for when you really need it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you are able to go to the grocery store and get fresh produce, remember, try and get the whole rainbow. Yeah. Get a good rainbow of veggies in. Oh, one more hack for veggies. I am, we're all daily harvest lovers, right? Like I oh, yeah. get daily harvest, mom and dad get it. I have a discount code if you want it. That's a great way to get quality organic produce. It comes frozen. You just have to heat it up. There's bowls, smoothies, lattes, soups. So if you're struggling to get vegetables, this may be an easy way you can sign up for a subscription. They seem to be staying on top of their deliveries even during this time. So yeah, I've been getting it once a week. No problem. Awesome. Okay. We don't want to keep you guys too long. We could talk about this shit all day. (laughs) We are going to provide as many resources in the show notes as possible. Um, But again, we are going to be running a challenge. So let us know what you think is reasonable. How long do you want to commit to this challenge? Seven days, 14 days? let us know, but we're going to do it no matter what, starting next Monday, April 6th. So we hope you join us. And if you have any questions about this episode, email us, DM us, you know how to find us. We are here for you. Hanging in, trying not to go crazy. Yeah. Stay safe, everyone. And let us know what kind of challenges you want to do. Let's start some new ones. I like the veggie challenge. Oh yeah. Will you do that today, Renee? Challenge? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll do it. We're going to make it spread like wildfire. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, everyone. Enjoy your day, and we will see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. Happy biohacking.